What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Marriage Mondays here on the Two Feet on the Ground Gravity Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm your other host, Jamie. And today we're going to be talking about myths in marriage. That's right, folks. When we got married, we had a bunch of false information about relationships and marriage, and it caused conflict. Some of that came from the boys' locker room. Other stuff came from American movies, while others came from good-intentioned family or friends giving us information about marriage that was just downright false. We want to put a light on the truth and improve your relationships today, folks. I don't know, Jamie, what do you think? Do we give this a shot? Absolutely. Here we go. So we got married when we were 19, and to say we were young and naive is a gross understatement there. (laughs) But... We've learned a lot, and we hope to talk about some of the myths today in marriage. Chris, let's start off with a spicy one. Yep. Number one, folks, I've been trying to do this for about six months, somehow bring the topic of sex into this podcast, and Jamie gave me a green light today. Yes, folks, buy your lotto tickets, unicorns and leprechauns. This is the day I get to talk about sex, kind of. So myth number one for... The myths of marriage is your wife is a porn star. Absolute false myth that we wanted to dispel. Uh, Folks, I don't know, unfortunately with technology, there's a lot of things that technology is just remarkable for in the internet. But one of the things that, that I think it's actually souring and destroying is our marriage relationships. When it comes to pornography and just how accessible it is, to our kids, to to people across the board, it's it's really polluting and giving false ideas uh, for folks as they go uh, into a romantic relationship. And unfortunately for Jamie and me, I uh, looked at pornography prior to us getting married, and it gave me really false ideas going into marriage. It gave me an inaccurate picture of what a loving, consensual, monogamous uh, sexual relationship would be in marriage. And and it really caused conflict for Jamie and I. I went into it thinking that Jamie was going to want to act like the people I'd seen in these magazines. And and then she didn't. And and so now I'm wondering, well, what's wrong here? Is Am I doing something wrong? Is she doing something? I think he thought there was probably something wrong with me. Like, where are the trapezes, right? And, you know, no, there's no trapezes. Yeah, no trapezes, folks. Hey, if you have a trapeze, we're not judging you. Like, swing away. But honestly, this was one of those situations where expectation versus reality came clashing together. And we didn't talk about it ahead of time. That, that was something that could have dispelled some of this myth. Had we just had an open conversation uh, about what this was going to look like in our marriage. And so we literally had years of conflict in this area, I feel like. Uh, And slowly with each conflict, we, we would have a conversation. But it took a while before we really, before I really realized one of the root causes of the conflict was my false expectation of what Jamie was going to want and and what this was going to look like in our marriage. Now, in the end, I wasn't disappointed at all. In the end, what I recognized is the element that this brings to a marriage relationship. Uh, We've been taught up by 
folks that have been married longer than us, mentors, that sex in your marriage heals relationships, helps you mourn, helps you celebrate. There's there's so many things that this brings to uh, having a closer, more intimate relationship with each other when it's focused on the other person. And when you're both focusing on the other person, it it really does kind of create this glue that binds you together. Whereas the the garbage that I saw on pages of magazines wasn't that at all. One of the things I like to equate it to is a dinner. Sex in your marriage is like a five-course, five-star, you're paying $100 or $1,000 for this, this meal. And unfortunately, pornography is like eating out of the garbage can. Yes, folks, that's exactly what it is. It's not even just like junk food that's ruining your dinner. It's eating out of the garbage can. Uh, sex creates intimacy and relationship, helps you draw closer together. Pornography uh, isolates you, pushes you away from your partner, and it really sours the relationship. So both ladies and gentlemen, because this is something that's affecting folks uh, across the board in marriages here in 2022, uh, stay away from it. If you're looking at it, stop looking at it, because when you enter into a marriage relationship, uh, you're not going to want to use that as your benchmark. What uh, is next on these myths, Jamie? I like this next one, especially because in the last decade, decade and a half, social media has just exploded. It wasn't even a thing 20 years ago, but it's a huge thing now. And the second one I wanted to mention is that the social media highlight reel is real. That's a huge myth. People post their very best out there and they want to show you the accomplishments they have, their kids are doing, the awards they're receiving, the home they're purchasing. And that's not all to the story. So I especially appreciate it when I see influencers being real. Some of my very favorite ones don't do their hair because they're just who they are and they're just being themselves. And I feel like in a time right now, people are drawn to real. Yeah. I I think of some of our friends that are on uh, a lot of the social media platforms and, and produce a lot of content. And when we've had honest conversations with them, they sit there and share what's really going on in life. And I'm okay with them projecting the the positivity, the great things that are going on in life. And I mean, we want to present positivity too. Yeah, I'm not sitting there saying, hey, Jamie and I just got in a fight today, guys. Uh, you know, please be praying for her because she obviously messed up. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're waiting until we make up before we want to take a picture, right? And be smiling and looking great uh, through a filter, right? Making it look oh, as for sure. best as it can. Yep. So- Here's the deal. If you're projecting mainly positivity or only, that's awesome. Keep doing it. Just keep in mind when you're viewing other people's stuff, all that positive, filtered, everything always looks perfect. It's not real. We, we're all going through tough times. And so be okay in, in going through tough times, right? Be okay with that. Absolutely. And be okay having a circle that you share that with, or maybe you put this forward facing and put it online, this real harsh thing you're going through. I honestly think people are drawn to that right now. People being real with each other. Yeah, I agree. I know I certainly am. What's our next topic, Chris? All right. Myth number three, folks, is the butterflies are going to last. You know what I'm talking about when you first meet that special someone. So for Jamie and I, honestly, we were upstairs, Kinoak High School, 
She was in Mr. Julian's class. I think I was in Mr. Homie's or maybe flipped those. I think you were in Homie's. I was in Julian's. And I'm checking this girl out in her gym shorts. Like, dang, she looked good. And we were just friends at first. They were mesh Bermuda shorts, just so we're super clear. <laughs> and they were super hot. And because that's what butterflies do, folks, right? When you're attracted to another person, man, it doesn't matter what they do. They could pass gas in front of you and you're going to be like, holy smokes, she's amazing. Okay, maybe not. Maybe that was too far. We're still not to that place <laughs> yeah. in our relationship. Well, I think I am, but you're I'm not. not. <laughs> we're not that comfortable yet. And it's almost been a quarter. Well. Oh my gosh. So the butterflies though, folks, uh, when you're, the thing is, is when you first meet someone and you're courting them, you're dating, maybe engaged, man, there's still a lot you don't know about each other. There's a lot you don't know about yourself sometimes, depending on when you get married. And so you're filling in all of the gaps with all of this just positive stuff. As we got married at 19, and as we continued in marriage, we realized that that stuff got tough. And I wasn't feeling a whole lot of butterflies towards the girl when we, in, when we were in the middle of conflict. You know? I don't know. How were you feeling about me, girl? Here's what I can say about this whole butterfly thing. The butterflies have changed for me over the years. So grand gestures used to give me butterflies or um, sweet notes. And not to say they don't now. But watching him unload the dishwasher... <laughs> Or having him go out and trip check our kids' cars, I look at that man and go, that's my man. <laughs> and those are the things that just make him make him so incredible in my eyes when I see him doing these different acts of service or spending his time doing something thoughtful. Those are the things that give me butterflies. So the butterflies have changed. Yeah, and I would say that... I don't feel the butterflies the same way I felt them when I was 18, 19, right? Uh, the same way. But what's been replaced with the butterflies is a deeper, richer relationship that that is filled with gratitude, me feeling gratitude towards her and me just appreciating our story, appreciating the the years of sacrifice and commitment. And that's a much richer, deeper feeling than the butterflies ever were. So the butterflies are going to leave folks probably, and it's okay. It's going to get replaced with something a whole lot better. I don't know, Jamie, what is number four? Love never, or love means never having to say, I'm sorry. And this is a horrible, horrible movie line. I want to say from the late seventies. And I remember watching this movie with you and just being like, what? What did we just watch? I don't have to say I'm sorry anymore. This is awesome. Actually, I think this actually means you're going to be saying I'm sorry a whole lot more. And maybe you weren't actually in the wrong here, but to repair the relationship, you should say I'm sorry. I think the movie was Love Story. I want to say that was the name of it. It was. You're and it's right. not a love story. It's a like unlove story, right? I mean. I I don't know. I think our parents would say this was a great movie about love because this was like right around the time frame we were born and movies, in my opinion, weren't as great as they are now. But I think our parents would hold this to a different like high point than we would. I don't know. I think they would also acknowledge, though, that that's an absolute false idea, principle, Love means never having to say I'm sorry because the reality is in marriage, 
we have to say I'm sorry a lot. Like we want to maintain the relationship. And so when you've wronged the other person, even in small ways, but you can see that the relationship is currently injured. Maybe it's because of silence. You're not talking to each other. You're not sleeping in the same bed. All of a sudden, one of you is is taking the couch on purpose because you don't want to be around the other person. Uh, We need to fix that and we need to fix it fast. And if you want to have a successful marriage, the, the truth is, Love means saying I'm sorry a lot. Uh, And it also means saying I'm sorry when you think you're only 2% at fault. Because if you want to fix the relationship, if that's the most important thing, if being right uh, doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter in marriage, being right doesn't matter when it comes to conflict. What matters is uh, how do we resolve this conflict so that we can have a great relationship? Because in a previous episode, if you'll remember, if you're wrong, what does it mean for me? If I'm wrong? Yep. I don't remember. I'm wrong too. Oh, if yes. Same wrong, team. Same right. Team. We're on the same team. If you lose, I lose. I want you to win. Even in the moment when it's really hard, I want you to win because if you win, I win. Yeah, absolutely, folks. So if you're in a, a significant relationship, especially if you're in a marriage relationship, love means having to say I'm sorry a lot, uh, even when you're still frustrated and when you think the other person should say it first. Nope, nope, don't wait. Just go to the other person and say, I'm sorry that I did this. Will you please forgive me? And leave it at that. Let them own their other 98% if that's what the division is. But don't point it out to them. Just own your stuff and it's going to improve your relationship. What is our next myth? Our next myth, folks, is the absence of arguing means you're getting along. Well, that makes good sense to me. If we're not arguing, everything must be peachy. Yeah, that's what you would think, right, folks? But the reality is, I would say the uh, the absence of communications means that there's a whole lot going wrong. And sometimes not arguing uh, means you're not talking uh, because there is conflict in marriage. You have different expectations, different wants, different needs, and it's going to create conflict. You're going to have disagreement. You're going to argue about it. And so that's healthy. That means you're living life together and you you all are being real with each other. And it's how you argue, it's how you have conflict that's going to measure the health of your marriage. I would add that it's how you resolve that conflict too that reflects the health of your marriage. Yeah, I think you have to lean into it. Jamie's 100% right. You have to lean into the conflict when it's there. And then how are you going to resolve it? Are you listening to each other? We've talked about this on a previous podcast episode. I think it was titled Communication. Are you are you listening to the other person with curiosity? Are you listening to them with the intent to understand them? Because usually we don't. Usually we listen with the intent to respond. And in, in an argument, a lot of times we're listening with the intent to win. We're trying to listen to whatever they're saying and we're picking apart their side of things, so that we can debate it and argue it and and be right, because we don't want them to be right. We want to win, but we just talked about that on the previous one. Love means never having to say I'm sorry. No, we don't want to win, folks. In an argument, we want to engage in the conflict, figure out what the cause of it is, so that we can resolve it with each other and continue on in relationship. So if you're having uh, arguments, that's not bad. That's not bad. It's good, actually. It means you're living life. And, and resolving that is going gonna, is gonna to increase the quality of your marriage. 
Another myth I wanted to bring up is that your wedding is the best day of your life. I sure hope not. Like, it was a fantastic day. Some of it was. I think it was like 100 degrees, though. And then I got really mad because people, like, put stuff all over our car, and I couldn't see out the front window. And Yeah. Right. I was kind of a immature husband at 19, so. There was no AC in our car either, so we got to uh, drive to the reception with our windows up. Uh, sweating like pigs, so <laughs> you in your wedding dress and me in my tux, right? And you were huffy. I, I was, I was huffy, folks. I wish I could redo that one, but there are no redos, folks. I hope your wedding day is is phenomenal. I hope everything goes perfect. I hope you have like a wedding planner where you don't have to stress about any of that stuff, and it's just awesome, right? Doves and flower petals and all that kind of stuff. And if it is, great. But do you really want that to be the best day? of your marriage. I would hope not. I would hope there's all kinds of remarkable, earth-shattering, earth-moving moments in your marriage. If you choose to have kids in parenting that just make life rich and meaningful. And the wedding day is just a day to get married and celebrate what's going to be the rest of it, the better stuff, right? Absolutely. What about this one, Chris? What about... Uh, going to marriage counseling means that your relationship's in trouble. It could, but here's the reality, folks. Uh, I'm going to take my daughter that's about to turn 16. I'm going to take her car to the mechanic on Sunday so that they can replace the oil. There's nothing wrong with the car currently, but I'm still going to take it there. They're going to switch out the oil and the filters. They're going to inspect the whole thing because it's a newer car for us. And we're going to know that it's that it's ready to drive down the road because she's about to turn 16. Our marriages are the same way. Going to marriage counseling doesn't mean there's anything wrong. We just need to get it tuned up from time to time. It's merely routine maintenance. You're making sure everything's running well. You're making sure things are out in the open. And you're making sure that your marriage is a priority and you're getting the checkup it needs. Now, full disclosure, folks. Jamie and I went to premarital counseling before we got married. We haven't gone to marital counseling counseling since, but what we have done is we've submitted to older, more mature couples who have a lot more years on us in marriage, and they've mentored us. And what I mean by submitted is we allowed them to speak into our marriage. I've allowed husbands and wives to hit me alongside of the head, metaphorically, and tell me I'm being a knucklehead as a husband. And tell me that I'm doing something that I shouldn't be doing. And I've submitted to that wisdom and I've changed the way that I'm a husband. So while we haven't uh, gone to marriage counseling specifically, we think that it is a really important component, whether you go to marriage counseling, whether you submit to wise uh, marriage mentors and you allow them to speak into your marriage is just going to make it a better marriage. Another myth that I want to touch on is that he, or if Chris was looking at me, she should know what I'm feeling. Oh my gosh. I can't read people's minds. What? I thought that was issued to you in the husband handbook. And we're not even talking about minds here. We're talking about a physiological, chemical component within our bodies, right? That make us feel different things. Folks, we can't, we, we don't know what the other person's feeling. Yeah, sometimes you can kind of read body language exercise emotional intelligence and figure out that something is wrong, but still you don't know exactly what's wrong. The only way for us to know that is for us to engage in conversation. If you're feeling some way, if, if you're disappointed, if an expectation wasn't met, go and tell the other person. 
find the right time to tell them that that you're able to have a conversation. Hey, can we can we sit down and talk about something that's important to me? Hey, I, I was disappointed today. I thought we were going to do this. Instead, we did this, and it hurt my feelings. Uh, and and let the other person know so that hopefully they can do it better next time. And one of the flip sides in communication um, after unmet needs have been spoken is to say back to them what you heard them say. Because again, communication is key. And if I don't repeat back to Chris what he has just expressed to me and it doesn't come out the same, I might have misunderstood how he said that. So it's great to get those things out there and to make sure you understood correctly. The call to action today is to examine expectations versus reality and to dispel the myths in marriage. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Marriage Monday. We wanted to take the opportunity to thank everyone that responded to our social media post about myths in marriage. Folks, we want to hear from you. There's lots of different ways you can communicate to us your thoughts and how we're doing. First of all, if you're consuming this on an Apple, Spotify, or Facebook platform, you can rate and review us. That increases our viewability on those platforms. We'd really appreciate that. You can also shoot us an email at chris at gravityct.com. Let us know of future Marriage Monday topics or folks for me to interview. Remember, friends, getting married is easy. Staying married is really tough. So go and love well. 